On this episode of Who You Got, we'll recap the weekend slate. We'll talk about the college football playoffs and the Ohio State-Clemson game. We'll talk about the NFL, who's in and who's out for the playoffs, and Coach of the Year thoughts. We'll also touch on the Eagles potentially throwing the game. We'll also touch on the World Junior Tournament, recap and preview both the semifinals and preliminary rounds. Then we'll move on to the NBA, talk about most surprising teams and most disappointing teams, then finish with college basketball. And of course, mortals and hot and cold. All right, here we go. Episode six of Who You Got, talking college football because Graham, Graham and Biggs are have, have, having a field day on it. So we'll, we'll just we'll just start we'll just start right off. Any any points to start? Yes, I would love to start this off. Actually, you know, Chani, you were quoted multiple times saying that Ohio State <laughs> is not a playoff worthy team. You were quoted multiple times talking about how good Clemson and Trevor Lawrence were. Clemson by a billion. Clemson by a billion. Clemson by a billion. I'm pretty sure that's what you titled our most recent episode. So, um, will you now officially make a statement saying that Ohio State is a college football playoff worthy team? Yes. Ohio State should be in the college football playoffs. I just want to say, like, I, over, all right, all right, all right, over Notre Dame, bro. Oh my God! No, we can we can get to that uh, Notre Dame Alabama game, but let's talk about the Clemson Ohio State game first. I just think this has been like, I don't know what this is going to do to you, Chenny, from uh, um, from a sports perspective. You're not zero and four, and you're mortals. You've got. <laughs> Absolutely. You just couldn't have been mad. Yeah, that was really nice week for him. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> Is everything okay at home? You, you yeah, I'm not, listen, I've had a tough month, Mortal Locks. Um, I think it's all my Mortal Locks that have been wrong. So everything I talk about, including my Mortal Locks, like Clemson, minus seven and a half, those have all been my wrong takes. But other than that, I think, I, I think I've been solid so far. Marcus Smart is playing very well on defense this year already. <laughs> Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. All right, can, can, can we just talk, can I just say my three-pointers from the game real quick? Yeah, Go you back can say your, I, I have a few pointers I like to add. To all right, all right. I know you do. I know you do. Number one, I think that the, the tide, the, the change in the tide of the game was uh, right when Ohio State started blowing, uh, blowing Clemson out. <laughs> They started blowing Clemson out. I think is when the uh, the man with the the man with the back plate or the neck plate uh, got got a targeting call and got kicked out of the game. So I think you said think, he's the leader of the Clemson football team. He talks the play on defense. Maybe you should learn his name. Bro. <laughs> I can't pronounce. He's like I don't even know what it is. Still, I don't want a Stauskas, Stiskas. I don't Nick know Stauskas at middle linebacker. Nick Stauskas. <laughs> Nick Stauskas. <laughs> I would also like to add that um, he's actually been known for his targeting calls. He got ejected for targeting oh. last college football playoff 
So it's, it's got not fit. that big of a surprise to me that he got kicked out again. I think it was a bad call. Me and, and Big so agree. crazy, and it's so crazy because Clemson managed somehow to win, even though he got ejected for targeting last year in the college football playoff. But it's got to be Ryan Day, bro. It's got to be. He wasn't in. He Justin wasn't their captain last Justin year. Fields. He wasn't their captain last year on defense. So, all right, is Justin Fields a system quarterback too, Chenny? I, I know he's not a system quarterback. Okay. Oh, man. He's he's very good on his feet. He's very good on his feet. He's not a systems quarterback. My man, he can he can make he can extend plays. I, I, well, Justin Fields. You've been, you've you've accepted that he's um great on his feet all year, but what you've kind of failed to recognize is his passing game. And I'm not gonna lie, I think he heard a little something. I think he heard I think a Justin Fields listens. Justin Fields. He listens to this you podcast. I swear. I think he listens to this podcast. He put up six for you, bro, because you're about to go own six immortals. Like, it's, oh, all right, bro. Oh no! I can't wait. <laughs> all right, all right. Real quick, real quick. Quick take here. Justin Fields listens to our podcast. Is that our? Is that our? <laughs> I think he does. Everything I've said about him, he's proved me wrong already. I said he threw more interceptions than he threw touchdown passes in the regular season, and he went out and threw six touchdown passes. Too bad Ryan Day doesn't listen, or we could get him on for an interview, Chenny. My second point, real quick, is I thought Ryan Day had an amazing coaching game. Uh, I thought he shut down the Clemson offense for the most part and called amazing plays on offense as well. So, but I also I I, uh, I want to bring. Do we think that the offensive coordinator for or the offensive coordinator not being able to coach for Clemson oh, impacted the offense at all? Was, yeah, that was one of my points. I think that it impacted them, but him being there, like the amount of domination Ohio State showed over Clemson, especially like defensively. Um, like I, it could have changed it a little bit, but I don't see it changing the outcome of the game. Just mm -hmm. seeing how Justin Fields played and how the defense played. But I, I think it, that was actually one of my points. I think it affected them a little bit, but I, I don't think it affected them enough to change the outcome of the game. I just looked, I just look at Dabo's comments after the game and saying how he didn't game plan correctly for Ohio state. I think that's a big point. And like, like a, I don't understand how you can't game plan in that important of a game. Like that. He, he said he didn't game plan enough and he didn't game plan the right things. So, you know, I think actually, um, well, I guess I clearly really he didn't stop with clearly his, uh, comments didn't. before the game talking about <laughs> Ohio state number 11. No, 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 no. I, this is, this is, people, this is people. one thing I have to say. That's a big, it, it, it was all over. It was trending on, on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, and I do have to say, he, it was taken a little bit out of context because he said that like from, from a talent perspective, they were a very good team and they could beat um, Clemson and that definitely had the potential to happen. But he said that every team to be eligible for his top 10 list had to play in at least nine games, which that was his explanation. And that was taken, that was taken out of context and even the Ohio State coach said it, that's not really like what fueled them. Well, so I think it is what fueled them because if you look at the videos that players were posting after the game, that's all they were talking about. And a lot. Yeah, of but I'm just saying, like the fact that the coach like didn't didn't talk talk about it or like right, but make that a big deal just 
just shows that it wasn't something that um, I guess the university as a whole was really thinking about and the football team as a whole. And obviously individual players hear that and they think of that as a little bit of motivation. But at the end of the day, like, like the fact of the matter is that it was solely based off of how many games people played, not based off of talent. So Graham, I'm gonna, let's be real. Is, is the Ohio state coach going to come out and like say that Gabo Sweeney's comments are fueling their fire? Like, Graham, I'm going to press. Like, I, I don't think he would say that. I'm going to disagree with you. I think they were motivated more by the fact that they lost to them last year. Cause I, you can, you can ask Aiden, when that when that video of pregame of Justin Fields in the weight room and the score of last year's game was on the weight room board of yeah. them losing, I I had a bad feeling in my stomach. I had a bad feeling yeah. in my stomach. Obviously, obviously he, they were fueled by a lot of things. I just think that Dabo Sweeney should never have said anything like that or given them anything to just add to their fire. But I, I can see what you're saying, but I think that he he never should have made comments like that when he knew Ohio state was probably going to be in the top four, if not just outside the top four. So. All right, moving on. Do we even want to talk about the Notre Dame game? I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> Mac Jones played well. Alabama's the best team in the country right now. Um, if anybody else, I'd love to hear. I got. I have one point. I have one point. I think Alabama's offense. I said this prior is one of the best offenses in college football history. So they have they have like four, three, four Heisman candidates and one offense. Mm-hmm. Literally insane. Yeah, I, dude, their offense is unreal. I, I can't. Devontae Smith is so good. Mac it's Jones is oh. Who uh, the hurdle? Oh my gosh, that was unreal. The, Najee the hurdle, Najee Harris hurdle. <laughs> the most insane All right, here's a question. Here's a question: Najee Harris or Trey Sermon? Give me Najee, bro. Najee, I'm taking Najee too. I think just because of his long, longevity, you know, he's 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 know. been dominant for a longer period of time than Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon just kind of emerged in the last three games, especially the last two. And even though he's been like huge, like monster games, I think Alabama is known to produce literally everything other than the quarterback position. Um, And Najee Harris broke the Alabama school record for most rushing yards ever, like in any Alabama running back's career. And as we know, that long list includes Derrick Henry. So um, that's really impressive. And I got to say, give me Najee, but it's going to be close. It's going to, it's gonna be fun to watch them play it out on on Monday. We Let's can talk together. We can talk all about that when we do our draft NFL draft preview because I'm very excited to talk about the NFL draft this year and the quarterback situation that's going on. About with the so six. Where do you What's think? Up? Where do you think Justin Fields stands after after his performance? Do you think that elevated his draft stock? It elevated it. He's not better than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. I agree. I All right, nobody's Trevor saying Lawrence he's better than Trevor Lawrence. But I'm talking about Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts? He was all he was ahead of Zach Wilson. That's that's debatable. I, really? I see, yeah. You think I see Trevor Lawrence as one and Justin Fields as two, especially after that game. And who do you I see as three? Well, 
I do agree to have Zach Wilson. So I do agree I, that I, I think seen him play a lot. So. I think Zach Wilson, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say because he has no interceptions on the season, but he's also been playing BYU's schedule. So, I mean, like, I don't, I doubt that Justin Fields or Mac Jones, or uh, I, don't, I don't know. I doubt that any of them would throw an interception either playing, playing in the schedule like that. You know, it's just a little bit easier, but um, I don't know. I don't know. If he, if he falls, I wouldn't be opposed to the Giants stashing him um, in the late first or maybe, maybe second round. It's just, I think, I, I personally think that Justin Fields needs to be under a quarterback or under a very veteran quarterback before he takes over the job. I don't think he can go right into taking the job. That's my personal opinion. He, that's my personal opinion. I think he needs a good coach as well. But I think he, he has the potential to be very good in the NFL, but he needs all the right pieces around him. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's enough he talent right now. That's to be true, honest. that's true, yeah, but also back. just... I don't know who's the who's the Ohio State quarterback before uh, Dwayne Haskins. Do you know? Does anybody know? Um, I believe that was he won a national championship, right? JT Barrett. JT Barrett. Yeah, JT Barrett. I think so. I don't know. I don't even know what's happened. What's happening to him? But um, but Ohio State looks like they're not known for producing great quarterbacks. But also, like I I know when um Dwayne Haskins got released from the football team um. The Ohio, they released some conversations between like the Ohio State coaches and Washington's coaches, and like that included stuff about having to keep Dwayne Haskins challenged and motivated, you know, so he can really work hard. And they also questioned his preparation before games and his dedication to the team and to practice. And I think you're going to see the polar opposite of that in Justin Fields once he makes it to the NFL. He's a really hardworking kid. Um, he, he's just a good guy and I don't know. I think he's got a lot going for him and he has the potential to break OSU's quarterback streak. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, but I'm high on him. And no, no, I'm not, I don't think anyone here is saying that Ohio state does not recruit good quarterbacks. I mean, they recruited Joe Burrow. So they have recruited a lot he of wasn't good at the time. He was like, I mean, they saw some sort of potential in him though. So, I mean, that's that before he transferred. So, I mean, we're not saying that they recruit bad quarterbacks. Yeah. So also they're going to, I mean, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks in this draft. So I, I count seven good quarterbacks coming into the draft and a lot of teams that need them. So we'll see. But I think it's time to move on here. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move uh, to some NFL before we get into the uh, the big story going around the NFL, the Eagles game. Let's talk about the ASC. So um, we knew that there was going to be one 10 or 11 win team out of the playoffs. And that ended up being the Dolphins. So, Chenny, you, you said uh, last episode that you think Brian Flores deserves coach of the year if they make the playoffs. Do you, st- do you still think Brian Flores is coach of the year after they miss the playoffs? I, I, I think he does. I mean, we talked about this in another episode with, with the, with the NBA about how the coach of the year is it like Graham, you said it, it's a team that's not expected to do like really, really well. And just a coach kind of, it's like an unexpected, th- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, ex- you put, you explain your definition they, of, the, they coach ele- of the, the coach elevates the team and the players above their yeah. potential. 
I mean, he did exactly that. I mean, I don't, I, before the season, I didn't predict the dolphins going into the playoff or having a shot at going to the playoffs. I knew they were going to be better than they were last year, but I don't think they were going to have a shot at making the playoffs. So. I just don't think, I don't know if you can get an award like that. If you don't make the playoffs, I know they're a really good team and like any other division, if they were in the NFC, they probably would have made the playoffs easily. So I don't know if, it's a hard one, but I think I'm going to have to disagree. But I don't know who should win it over him. That's my main point. So I can't really argue back. Maybe back maybe Ron Rivera. That's, I mean, they, um, made, they made the playoffs, but they didn't win a lot of games. They didn't win as many games as the Ron Dolphins. Rivera was my pick. He did a lot with, he did a lot with nothing. Mm-hmm. I think he's up there. I think Flores is up there. Um, any other? Any others? I mean, the Buffalo quarterback or not quarterback coach. Buffalo coach, I'd throw him in the conversation. Did you mention did you mention Rivera? Yeah. Oh, we did, we did. Oh, Browns. Browns Browns. Oh, coach. yeah, yeah, yeah. Browns coach, throw him in there too. I Kevin. I did like Flores. How about Joe Judge? Anybody mention Joe Judge? No, no, no. No one <laughs> mentioned Joe Judge. All right, well, let me make a case for him really quickly. Well, he came in, he came into the most losing program in the last five years of the NFL. We started one and five we had absolutely nothing going for us at that point nobody thought we were going to win the division we went on to go five and two in the next seven games daniel jones started playing incredible our offense got into a rhythm we dealt with and got over the adversity of losing one of the nfl's best players saquon barkley and we ended up making a playoff push we even won this game when it mattered we beat the cowboys daniel jones was back and Along, along with all the injuries that that the Washington that the Washington football team had, I just like to point out that Daniel Jones was severely injured and he didn't have his mobility for like four games right before leading right up to the Cowboys game. It started with Seattle; they rushed him back a little too soon, and we had to deal with that. And we weren't the same team without him at his best. If he was at his best, we would have made the playoffs. And you know, hats off to Joe Judge for really transforming this program around. And I know we're not talking about the Eagles yet, but I just love to say, I like the New York Giants culture. You know, I, I, I like everything we stand for. We stand for winning. We stand for class. And we are a world-class organization with four Super Bowl rings. Philadelphia, you can enjoy your one ring. You probably have it for a reason. And I'm glad you like to lose. Uh, they also, they have a statue of, a, they have a statue of uh, some quarterback outside their stadium for their one ring. So they can keep right. their statue too. Yeah. Well, yeah. They can keep their dirty statue. They can keep Before their really dirty statue. Not even their best quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Before we get into the NFC East and the Philly situation, I just like to ask you, how can you say that Joe judge deserves coach of the year <laughs> over Brian Flores? If they didn't make the playoffs in the worst division when, when Flores was in a division with the Bills. First of all, first of all, first of all, over Ron Rivera. First of all, first of division all, over Joe Judge. First of all, like three different quarterbacks. First of all, let's look at the game that mattered for the Dolphins and the Giants. The Bills 50 piece them. Moving on. I don't even, we're not even going to talk about that, but whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. 
the Dolphins have the best cornerback in the NFL with how many interceptions on the season? Somebody call me. Second best quarterback by, behind uh, J.C. Jackson on the Patriots. Agreed. God. Nobody thinks that. Nobody. What are you saying? <laughs> you just sound so dumb. Like, you're just. You're, all right, just stop it. Like, that's not. That, that isn't even an argument worth my time, so I'm not even going to address it. I'm going to pretend. J.C. Jackson should have made the Pro Bowl. Shut up. Nobody cares. He didn't make the Pro Bowl for a reason, bro. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'm not done. I'm not done. Number one, we should have made the playoffs. If they kept Jalen Hurts in that game, they win 100%. But you know what? That's fine. That's fine. You win six games, you don't always get into the playoffs. I just like to say, I love how... I love how Joe Judge just changed the atmosphere in New York. We went from the worst team in the NFL over the last five years to a team all of a sudden winning. We have a top five defense in the NFL, and I'll stand by that. And Daniel Jones lost his mobility. And had he not, we would have finished with a winning record. I'll also, like, if you guys want, like, I'll send you, I'll send you a video of, like, every little, like, Evan Ingram is attributed to three of our losses single-handedly. Like, pro bowl, the, honestly, bro, I, <laughs> hope he goes, I hope he goes to the Pro Bowl and gets hey, shot. I really do. Biggs, like, I don't care. Oh my God. Like, J.C. Jackson didn't make the Pro Bowl for a reason. Evan Ingram made it for a reason, right? Can't be yeah. that bad. Yeah, Washington fans voted him in, bro. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So we're gonna make just this like a Eagles, dance. We're, not, just like the Eagles D lineman, just like the Eagles D lineman jumped off sides for a reason, bro. The owner probably talked him on the sideline, slept him like five hundred grand for that. <laughs> hey, buddy, think, go out there and jump the line. I like, think we should it was so making- obvious. I've never seen. I've never seen a team lose so blatantly in my life ever. It's never happened. It, it has literally never happened in the history of sports. It's pathetic. It's uncalled for, and the Eagles don't deserve to play in the most competitive division in football. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, so right. how are you going to laugh? I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about historically. You know who has the best record in all divisions of football? The NFC East. Okay. I'm cutting you off. We're starting a five-minute segment in this show about the NFC East, and Biggs can do a five-minute segment about the NFC East and the Giants. All right. Right now, well, no, yeah, not right. right now. For the future, for the oh, future, the future. Okay, the future. Well, Bigson have his five minutes on the Giants every single here, episode if he wants. Here's my take on the NFC situation: the tanking, like the, the idea of tanking, is something that like owners and front office people do. The jobs of the coaches and the players are to win games, games. and for Doug Peterson to say. We were playing to win by pulling Jalen Hurts, who had scored two touchdowns for a nobody quarterback that I've never even heard of, is just absurd. Like, at least, at least if you're going to throw a game, don't look like you're throwing it. Don't come out in the press conference after and say you're playing to win by taking out Jalen Hurts, who's been playing so well uh, this whole season. Obviously, he didn't have the best game, but he had two touchdowns and was leading them and was. I think could have given them a chance to win the game. I, I don't really mind tanking, but I think that wasn't tanking. That was just throwing a game. You know what? And it was so blatant and obvious. And I'm, 
I just don't know what Doug Peterson was thinking. We said it, we were talking about it last episode and I'm going to change my stance just for that. I think Doug Peterson should be fired, but he should have been fired two years ago. <laughs> I think he should be yeah. fired after that. You see just, the picture of uh, Ertz, Jason Kelsey, yeah. and uh, Carson sitting at like at the end of the game. Oh, yeah, like, if you if you Kelsey's out, picture. Kelsey's not coming back. Or, or sorry, Ertz, Ertz, Ertz isn't. Uh, he got dropped. Did he get dropped? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, he's gonna get traded uh, or signed somewhere else. I'm yeah, his, his last interview that was sad. He was like just yeah. talking about how Philly went my team and stuff. Well, the Eagles are really going to struggle. The Eagles are going to struggle with recruiting this offseason. They're going to continue to be bad because nobody wants to play for a coach who doesn't want to win. The worst coach to win a Super Bowl. Inexcusable. That's just a horrible, that's a horrible atmosphere to play in. And there's a reason that there's nobody on the Eagles anymore. There's a reason they've sucked for years. There's a reason they won one Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And there's a reason that they continue to be bad for the indefinite future. And Wait, you're not, also missing Judge? Would you rather play for Joe Judge or would you rather play for <laughs> Doug Peterson? Who do you want to play for? It the dirty franchise, Doug right? Peterson Thanks. is the worst coach in the NFL, so I'd rather play for <laughs> rather, rather play for Mister Reed. Better than Adam Gates or worse than Adam Gase? Put put Coach Reed from the Hill School in there. He'll get more ones. Shout out Mister Reed. Respectful. I, you know, I'm the. The thing I'm most happy about in this situation is a seeing how how angry Biggs is. <laughs> Finally, um, the Giants aren't in the playoffs, so we can hear him. We don't have to hear him uh, talking about that all the time. And also, I love that the uh, focus of the dirtiest team in the NFL is off the Patriots and now. Agreed. The it's the Eagles. Yeah. It's the Eagles. I think we're one call it. For sure. You brought uh, well, you brought it up. So I think I'd just like to mention the spying <laughs> the Bengals practice cans. You know, you you three cheer for the dirtiest teams in the NFL. And I'm I'm sitting here on moral high ground and I, it feels great. It feels <laughs> the Packers? Yeah, the Packers are dirty? Uh, yeah, what, since when are the Packers, Packers, Packers dirty? So the Packers dirty. Sorry, I was thinking I, that's my fault, Aiden. I respect the Green Bay Packers. I I'm a little bit of both. No, I like I like both. So I, I, I understood your point. Yeah. On to next. I have the utmost respect for the Packers and when they beat us in the playoffs uh, five years ago. I was just they're a good franchise, you know. Small city, not not a lot going on, but they're very devoted. Cheeseheads. I mean, Aiden did move move to Pottstown from Green Bay, so he has everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. All right, Graham. Chetty, uh, it's your time to shine. Oh, it's my, about, fi- uh, it's my five minutes. Some, some Yo, don't get too excited, bro. Before uh, we move into basketball. Biggs, did you do your research today on the World Juniors? Do you have some valid points to come up and say today? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you lead us off here, but... um. I'm looking forward to listening. All right. So here we go. Let's start it off. I'm hoping to actually, I'm hoping to get an NHL preview episode. Uh, I've got, I've got, I'm if the other three uh, don't mind. I've, I've recruited some other people to come talk some NHL with me, if that's okay on the next episode. So we can do a good preview, <laughs> but I'll do my, I'll start my five minutes. <laughs> um, so let's just start off with the world juniors. Semifinals are tonight, Wednesday. I'm sorry. Today is not Wednesday. Today is Monday. Monday, the fourth semifinals. We got Canada and Russia, big rivalry, and then the U.S. and Finland. 
Finland, I, I'm going to talk about that game really quickly. What a game. What a game. I watched, I watched that game and I was like, I think this, this might be, this might be the, the best world juniors game I've ever seen. I think I definitely put it up there with the, the, uh, the snow game up in Buffalo, the outdoor Can't game. Can't forget between. about the PAL game. Can't forget about the PAL game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'd put that, I'd put that Finland Sweden game up with the, the, uh, the outdoor game, the U S Canada outdoor game where Brady to Chuck that ended it. That is a bold statement where he ended it right there. That was such a good game. I, <laughs> he I ended know, it. I all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. He ended it in a shootout in the blizzard up in Buffalo. And the U S yeah. had those cool U S had those cool jerseys that looked like the bills uniforms. Like that game was awesome too. And gets yeah. better than that for anybody who hasn't seen that. I assume all of us have, but go look it up on YouTube. Just crazy, man. Beautiful. And the Jordan. Of course, the Jordan Everly game's up there too with that goal. But I think that was a very, very good game. So semifinals, uh, I do in my personal picks. I think Canada and U.S. come out of it, and the finals would be January fifth. Uh, that's going to be a very good game, the Canada U.S. game. They haven't played each other, or if it happens, the Canada U.S. game. That game hasn't happened all World Juniors yet, so that would be a f- first time between those two teams and they're two of the powerhouses in this tournament as well. They have uh, U.S. has got Zegris, as we talked about in a former episode. He he let he won the, the most he had the most points in the preliminary rounds with 15, six goals, nine assists. And then Canada's got Cousins, 13 points, seven goals, six assists. So that'll be a battle to look for. And then just to come back on the points list, Strutzel finished in third with 10 points, and he kind of that Germany team, that first line of Germany was very good. They were fun to watch all tournament. So sadly they were eliminated in the first round two one to Russia, but, uh, back to us and Canada. Uh, I like, I mean, Cousins and Zegris are kind of carrying their teams points wise. Peyton, Peyton Krebs is up there for Canada though, too. Uh, Connor McMichael as well. He's up there too, all forwards, but someone, some, an underrated player I'd like to mention really quickly is on Sweden. Uh, Sweden, I mean, they've had Lucas Raymond is very good for them too, obviously. But I think an underrated player I'd just like to touch on really quickly is Elmer Sloterblom. Sloterblom. He is a, I mean, I, I, he's like Char out there. He's he's like six six forward, and they put no, him. Oh no 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 no! Don't stop it! Stop it! Don't compare him to Chara. You know, Chara such a successful career in Boston. He's an established player in the NHL. I don't really like the early comparison, and I, I, you, that's that's high praise, Shani. Especially coming from a Boston sports fan, I'm disappointed. I was comparing his height, but Continue. that's okay. Continue. I was comparing his height, and they play different positions, so I really wasn't comparing them. But that's okay. So he won't, just, he won't be Chara. He won't be another Chara. There's never going to be another Chara. There's never going to be another Chara. I'm really questioning Boston City's sports management. Isn't that what you said last episode? Just sad. I I am. I am. I'm questioning it. But Sox? how about the Red Sox? China? We're going back to hockey. Soderblom is drafted by uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I will be. I mean, he I, I he plays a really great brand of hockey, and I love watching him play. So look for him in the future. Red Wings. That that is that is true. But I also like Lindell from. Uh, where is he from? Lindell, he's he's a he's a Finland guy. Uh, he's very good. He he's got a lot of points. He's got seven points, so he leads their team. But uh, look for look look for a very good game coming up in these two semifinal games. 
uh, should be fun to watch and should be fun to watch or how the rest of the tournament plays out. So. How about that young, how about that young stud Lundquist, Johnny Lundy? He's really up and coming looking forward to what we see from him. I personally think he's going to have a really successful career. And on that, on that note, I, I'm not going to be honest. I don't know what he's talking about, but on that note, Nah, Wait, you're not going to be honest or you, or you are going to be honest? Bro, Lung, are you talking about Henrik Lundqvist? Yeah, Who are you I talking making, about? I was making a funny hockey reference because we're also knowledgeable on this sport. Chenny, if you don't know, he's the longtime successful Rangers goalie. Yeah. So on to the next, on to the next segment here. We're done with Henrik Lundqvist. What have we got queued up? Talk about some NBA. First of all, first of all, before we switch gears to the um, NBA, just one little one little finishing touch in the NFL. Josh Jacobs was arrested on a DUI charge this morning after a car crash. No way. What are your guys' Raiders. thoughts on that? The Raiders. The Raiders aren't even in the playoffs. So, yeah. well, you hey, you can take you can take the Raiders out of Oakland, but you can't take Oakland out of the Raiders. Melvin Gordon got one and ruined my fantasy week during the season. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad everybody's okay. Of course, of course, yeah. and that's so considerate to put to put people's health and safety over fantasy football. That's your maturity. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk yeah. NBA. Graham, you want to kick us off here? Cue us up. Yeah, NBA, so, NBA. So, uh, you know, what are we, a week, two weeks in to the season now? Uh, been able to watch some teams play. So I just want to give everyone a chance to give uh, their surprise so far of the season, their disappointment so far of the season. Um, so I guess I'll start it off. So – the most surprising team to me is the Sixers. They, they're uh, in the latest power ranking from ESPN. I'm pretty sure they were top three. And I definitely saw them as a good team, but right now they look like a legit title contender. They're atop the East, and they, they just been playing really well. So um, they, they definitely surprised me out of the gate. Um, my most disappointing team is definitely the Wizards. Um, I talked very highly of them in our NBA preview. They have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal together, yet they still managed to lose their first four games and just haven't looked as a team as a whole like like a playoff team, although they, they won two straight um, but they just they beat they beat the Nets. They beat, they beat the, the Nets, but but still they lost. Um, or sorry, not four in a row, five in a row, with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook stuff like that. Just like can't happen. That's why they're my most disappointing team so far. I'm starting to think it's Russell Westbrook's fault. All like he can't a team with him on it, it can't be successful. I'm starting to think that because like. So we have so many examples, but I, I'm not a Russell Westbrook hater. I think he is a good player, but he's kind of, he's kind of starting to sway me. It is. I think though. there's still a lot of true, true. Played, so we'll see. We'll see how they progress. Do we, Aiden, on your point there, is it him leading a team or him on the team in general? Uh, see, that's a hard one because you, you saw his uh, success with Kevin Durant and the Thunder back in the, what was that, 2013, 14, something like that. Uh, 
they worked really well together and they made a deep playoff uh, run. I wouldn't say they coexisted. I wouldn't mm. say that. I mean, they're I mean, up three one in the in the what was it the conference finals? Yeah, they were one game away from the championship. And I think they would have uh, won the championship that year. So I think they're they're pretty successful. But I don't know if Russell's like a cancer dude team is what uh, what people have been saying. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's still early, as Graham said. I'll go next. I got I got my disappointing and my surprising team. My surprising team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they're four and two. They're third right now in standings wise in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I I I don't really think the Cleveland Cavaliers are all were all that good before the season started. I mean, they got some. I mean, Colin Sexton's playing really well. Drummond's playing very well. They got they got that point guard. I I mean, to be honest, I've never heard of him before, and he's playing really well. So I think they're on a little hot streak here. And I, I actually hope they continue it because I think that'd be a pretty cool story. And my uh, disappointing team would be the Denver Nuggets. They're two and four. Like I said, it's early, but they just don't look like the Denver Nuggets of last year and in the bubble. So that's going to be my disappointing team. Um, my disappointing team, I'll go first with them, is uh, Miami Heat. After losing me, my mortal lock, um, getting blown out by the Bucks, and of course they win the next game. But You should have told them they were playing for your mortal, bro. I thought they would have played harder. I wish, dude. They came out the next day looking like the NBA championship team. The only Tyler Hero listened to our podcast, uh, I know. Like Justin Fields does. That'd be great. Actually, he had 20 that, Kenny, 20 that You know, Kenny loves Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. So I'm I both on, that, on that, really that killer fantasy team he has over there. Killer fantasy team. <laughs> I mean, We're not even going to talk about how the guy essentially running this podcast has probably one of the worst fantasy sports teams. <laughs> but it's, I don't it's, it's all good. Can I just quickly make a point on my fantasy basketball team? Yes, Not please, up for debate. Please. Listen, my fantasy basketball, I had a rough go. Hassan Whiteside is the biggest bust I have ever met. He <laughs> yeah. was supposed to, I did. I drafted him in the fifth round. I, he was supposed to play over 30 minutes a game. And for some reason, he's lost the coach's like favor or he doesn't like him anymore. He played him five minutes last game. I, it was, he's so bad. I couldn't even trade him. I just dropped him. <laughs> Flat out dropped him. Devin Booker leads the NBA in turnovers. I traded him too. Dead last in turnovers. But all right, back to reality right, here. Devin, you guys saw Devin uh, Booker beefing with Paul George. What do you think about that? I don't really see that, but I can imagine. Hothead. You can't. You can't. You can't complain. Pandemic P. Pandemic P. You can't. People hate him so much for one bad playoffs. I'm. A, I'm a Paul George guy. Love Paul George. <laughs> You saw what Devin Booker said, though? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. That was disrespectful. That was so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going right. right. yeah, Going back, my hot team's also the Sixers, like Graham said. Uh, <laughs> top of the whole NBA right now. And I feel like you got to pick them for NBA. <clears throat> All right. I'll go next. Um We're Warriors. sticking with the West for my for my um surprising and disappointing team. Um disappointing is going to be the Timberwolves. Nobody expected a whole lot from them, but they're off to a slow start. They're at the bottom of the conference. They have Carl Anthony Towns. They had Anthony Edwards. Um, he's, he's, he's out though right now, just to throw it out there. I know. I know. Carl Anthony Towns is injured. Um, and he did lead them to a surprising two and a start, which is why I'm actually saying they're so disappointing. They've lost five straight. Um, D'Angelo Russell is not doing a whole lot. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm not I'm not too high on the Timberwolves right now. And um my surprising team 
although not surprising to me, is the Phoenix Suns currently sitting at the top of the Western Conference with the Clippers. Let me just say that they were with, a couple with the Clippers away. and the Lakers. And the Lakers, Chenny, they were a couple points away from um, actually being beating the Clippers. They'd be six and one. The Clippers would be uh, four and three. Um, fortunately, the Clippers came out with a little job there, so I'll, I'll give you that one. But they're both they're both they both have the same record. They're both playing really well. Um, Devin Booker is continuing to show what he can do. You guys laughed at me when I'm when I put him in my top twenty, but. Um, I didn't laugh. He was in my top 20. He was in mine too, yeah. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is what we laughed at. That's what we laughed at. <laughs> Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, whatever. That, <laughs> I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know how you can... I, don't, I, I, I actually, I genuinely, I don't understand how you can laugh at that. I, I He's really playing well this season. He's the Pacers well. are... The, the Pacers I'll help you out. The Eastern Conference right now. I'll help you out. The Pacers are second. They're four and two. <laughs> Led by Sabonis and Victor Oladipo. Sorry, he's in my top twenty. Except I'm not. You'll see. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. All right, Graham. Did you already? You give your yeah. You surprising and unsurprising right. teams. Sorry, the Sixers. Yeah. Um. It, there's nothing else to talk about uh, in the NBA. Moving to college basketball for as our final segment of the show. Uh. So, quick update on the rankings. Uh, St. Louis is in the top 25, number 23, and Clemson is in. Everyone knows how I feel about Clemson. I love Clemson this year. I'm so happy they're finally in the top 25, number 20. Uh, I only see them climbing from here. Northwestern got dropped um, after two straight losses, and Ohio State got dropped after a loss to Minnesota. Um, So, that's an update on the rankings. This weekend, there were three unranked teams beating ranked teams. Alabama beat Tennessee, um, which was a little bit surprising to me, but um, Alabama's not bad. Uh, Oklahoma over West Virginia was pretty surprising to me. I think West Virginia is very good. Um, Ooh, you're not gonna like me. you're not gonna like my mortal then, but whatever. Ooh. Oh, maybe, you know, you making that comment, I don't think you'll like my mortal. I got balls. Or mine. Oh, or mine. Oh, oh. Time out, time out. Mortal. Some head-to-head mortal. Head Someone head will. Head mortal. I, think, That's so crazy. I think this might be your mortal. Uh, Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech. Not surprising to me at all. You guys know how I feel about Texas Tech. I think they're not good. <laughs> I don't think that they're – I don't know how else to say it. I just don't think they're good at all. Um, so I don't really see that as an upset, really. I think Oklahoma State's better than them. But Both that for the Instagram, okay. if Texas Tech beats a ranked team. So, um, what's so, who's West Virginia's? Who's West Virginia's player? Um, Oscar. What's his name? Shiabwe. Yeah, Oscar. Shiabwe. Oscar. Yeah. Um. Well, I just want to let you know that I did my homework. He's stepping away from basketball for um unknown reasons and. Oklahoma State's got Cade Cunningham, the number one recruit. Cade my personal, <laughs> my personal player of the year. So I've got Oklahoma State. We'll just go over it now while we're talking about oh, it. I'm not uh, Oklahoma I'm not. State. I don't even know what the spread is. They're gonna win the game, and I'll bet that. Not even the line, because I know they're not favored. 
I'm going to bet they're, they're, they're uh, West Virginia is favored by one and a half points. All right. Well, it's essentially the same thing though. I don't do, would you guys prefer? I do the, I do the line. Keep it. Yeah, keep it up please. Okay. I mean, we're not, we're not here yet though. Okay. Not there we're, yet. we're not there yet. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give a final little touch on that when we get there, but, um, Anybody have anything else for their basketball preview? Yeah, I just want to say um, Texas. Texas hopped into the um, top five after a blowout, handing Kansas tied for the most points uh, Kansas ever lost by at home um, since like 1955, something like that. Um, I would jump back in the top five. And, um, you know, Baylor Bulldogs, no, Baylor, 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 Bears, Baylor Bulldogs, not Baylor Bulldogs. I, Baylor I, Bulldogs the, I was on some respect on your number. I saw, Bulldogs. I, saw, yeah. I saw the Butler logo on my computer screen right here. So I said Bulldogs, but the Baylor, Baylor Bulldogs Bears remain undefeated. Um, Gonzaga remains undefeated. So, um, yeah, that's all I really have on, uh, college basketball let's just well what do you think about what do you think about northwestern's loss to michigan oh oh yeah um michigan now in the top 10 in the rankings by the way yeah they're Um, a tough basketball team i think northwestern played our ad northwestern was just overmatched physically like they, they just didn't have the size or athleticism to compete with michigan um and I, Michigan's like higher in my mind than they were before. They're also undefeated. No, no. Kevin Durant has to quarantine for a week due to contact tracing and exposure to COVID. Okay. Um, you see, last time I talked, we were talking about Texas. Checked, Kevin Durant didn't um, play for Michigan, but we were talking about Texas. Te- last time I checked, last time I checked, Kevin Durant's the best player on my fantasy basketball team, but it's all good. Cause I got <laughs> Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, CJ McCollum. All right. All right. All right. Is there a mute button? <laughs> yeah. You can actually mute me as the, as the host or Chenny or Chenny. If people come at your takes again, you can just crash the meeting. Cause you didn't like them. Conspiracy. I turned my microwave on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these allegations. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're throwing allegations Kenny. around today. All I know is we have a head-to-head mortal lock today. We have a head-to-head mortal lock today. All right. Um, before we go into that, the last team I'd like to highlight on the weekend is Minnesota. They beat, good. They beat um, OSU by 17. Their um, big man, Liam Robbins, 27 points, 14 rebounds, and five blocks. He's a stud. Um, their only losses are to Illinois and Wisconsin. Minnesota is a scary team in the Big Ten. So that's all I have on uh, college basketball. Should we move on to our mortal locks? Hot or cold, I thought. Are we hot or cold, hot first? cold first? Yeah, we end with mortals. We end with mortals. Well, my hot and cold are both um, – both college basketball teams. So I guess I'll start it off. So my hot team is Texas. We already went over them. Huge win against Kansas. Uh, top five team now. They look really good. So um, I got Texas. And then our cold team is uh, Michigan State. They 
they've only won one Big Ten game, and that was against Nebraska, who might be the worst team, um, maybe second worst team in the Big Ten, and they lost three games before that, and they just keep dropping in the rankings. So that's my cold team. All right, I'll go. Uh, my hot team. I know I said they were cold earlier in the year, but they're turning around a little bit, and they had the Ravens first round of, of the wild card. So we go for the Titans. Um, so they are, they, wow. <laughs> we even made it real for you. Oh my gosh! How and how was I right? I was right though. They literally you know lost the next thing week. Is, they literally lost the next week. You know what the funny thing is? No, no, no. You're finally right now. They almost choked to the Texans, and then you call them hot. That's the funny. Did you, did you see the terrible last Texans? Did you see the last possession? The what? The kick in the post and went in. Tannehill threw like an eighty yarder to AJ Brown, bro. He their backup it. kicker. They won. And they're and they're beating the Ravens Boys first. Did off the side. That is a no, 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 no. The Ravens are beating the Titans. I will put bread on that. No, uh, the Titans are beating the Ravens, and the spread right. for that is minus three point five. So it's, Vegas thinks it's going to be close too. So I think they're my hot team going in, and then my cold as usual Steelers uh, lost to the Browns. I know they had much to play for, but I don't know. I just I'm not confident in them as I was in the beginning of the year. So they're going to be my cold. I'll go. I'll go college here. We're going college sports. My hot's Texas, just like Graham, for the same reasons. And a quick preview to my mortal lock, but Texas, Texas hoops. It's my hot and I'll go to college football. Um, letting me down. I know their season's over, so they can't really be cold after this, but the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> cold, icy, frigid. That's it. Everyone knows why. I feel like can you even call them cold once their season's over? I feel like that's yes, cheap. you can do that. Okay, because well, of how big of be cold for a while. All right, well, well I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> they're cold till next year. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my uh, players instead of teams for my hot and cold. Um, okay, okay. For my hot, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. John Wall. He just led the Rockets to a comeback win uh-huh. without James Harden. <laughs> Um, basketball team. monster game, 28 points a game, uh, or sorry, 28 points in this game. He's averaging 25, seven and five. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see him return to old form. He's one of my favorite basketball players in the NBA has been. Um, and so it's, it's just nice to see him healthy and back and, uh, doing everything that everybody knows he's capable of doing even before, like he was out because of injuries, he was playing on injuries. And um, he says he's finally 100% now. So I'm excited to see what the season has in store for him. He's going to be my hot, my cold. We're sticking with my fantasy basketball team is Robert Covington. You know, the Blazers are, a, are an average team right now. They're okay, but they're paying. They, he was one of the most highly sought after free agents in the NBA this offseason. They brought him in to do what? They're paying him $12 million a year, and he's averaging six points. He's been horrible on my fantasy basketball team. I hate him, and I hate myself for drafting him over Jalen Brown. That was the one and only mistake I've made in fantasy basketball this year. Don't worry. I'm still going to win the league. Um, And for those reasons, I've got him as my cold. (laughs) 
if we're doing colds again on our fantasy basketball teams, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, your whole team is cold. <laughs> I load your roster and there's snow falling down it. Just don't even talk Sorry. about it. Hassan Whiteside. All right. Um, Mortal Lots. I think, I think me and uh, – or Biggs and I have a very similar pick. So Aiden and Chenny, why don't, why don't you? Real quick, first? real quick. I have been keeping track of the standings. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll start off with my. You'd be the one to bring that to the table. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I will keep track of the standings. I said I would. I will start from dead last all the way no, up. No, no, no. Why don't you start first? Save the best for last. Come on. Start yeah, at the save top. the best for last. Start at so top. I believe, oh, there is no really top. I think you guys are all two and two. Well, Am yeah, exactly. But I actually had it. This game is going to put one of us at the top tonight. Two and two. And one of us all, below. All 500. And I then I'm, I got balls. I'm going with, I'm, I'm going with, well, actually you, you do your lock first and then we'll see what can happens. We, we keep, well, I haven't even, I haven't even told everyone I'm 0-4. We haven't finished so. the standings. I'm 0-4. I'm 0-4. I, I'm 0-4. I suck. Yo, I, think, I think Graham turned the microwave on. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> Chris microwave. All right, I'll... To Chenny's home on this one. Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors. Celtics plus five. Mortal lock. Put your house on it. Easy wins. Put if, your he loses, if he loses, can we take away all of his wins for saying he put a house on it? Put your mortgage on it. <laughs> College tuition, everything. Put it on it. Oh, wow. Am cool. I up next? Yep. Damn, Aiden, I didn't know you valued education like that. So so I've basically just tried everything. I went across the pond two weeks ago. That was terrible. I went I thought I had it for sure last week. Yo, why don't I you bet on like her? I turned I turned around my shirt last week yeah, for superstitions. Is- so I, I think I'm just I think right now I'm gonna try something new. I'm just gonna keep trying it till I hit. And I write my I write my mortal lock on my little pad here. You can read that. Someone else can read it for me. Texas, Texas. Any spread, any spread. The spread is not coming out. Not come out yet. Texas against Iowa State. Men's Sorry, hoop. bro. You already lost. The Texans aren't in the playoffs. Tex- Texas, Texas versus Iowa State men's hoops. There's yeah. no spread yet, but I will take any spread for the Texas Longhorns, number four in the country. That's my take. My, my luck. I like it. I like it. No, I was actually, um, I actually had two written down because I was deciding between them. But after uh, he's made a few comments during the oh, show. Oh, no. I know, Graham. No, no, no. I, I, I know. His, I so. know you're not that soft. I know you're not about to switch. Back at Graham. I'm not switching. Back at Graham. I'm not switching. No, no. What I'm saying is I was deciding between two and Chenny's happened to be one, but I am, I don't want to uh, take his and I'm actually more confident in this pick. Yes. Chenny's. No. Like oh, I'm taking Whoa, West Virginia you're... over Oklahoma state minus one and a half point spread. Um, yeah, I have nothing to say. I hope Oklahoma state wins by one. That'd be incredible. Oh, you mean um, speaking of that, I was actually West Virginia, yeah, West Virginia. I got very unlucky with my mortal lock last week. I Clemson, they won the game um, by one point, and the spread was three. Um, <laughs> that was disappointing. So you can put a little asterisk next to my record. Mm-mm. At least you're not zero and four. All right, Biggs, let's um, hear yours. 
Well, real quick, what was the spread? On what was, well, that's a little was, asterisk too because uh, no one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. Favored or not favored? West Virginia is favored. West Virginia is favored. So I, I guess, I guess I'd love to see the same thing happen. I'd love to see West Virginia win by one, and we can put two little asterisks in Graham's record. Ooh-y. But, but not gonna happen. Oklahoma State's gonna win. Matt, I have a newfound passion to watch this game with, and I'm excited. I wanted to go with a game today so I could have something, so I could have a double U to lock in, if you will. NBA is a little bit risky, so I want college basketball. Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State. I've got them beating West Virginia, number eight team, team in the country. And um, we'll just have to see what happens. Lines one and a half favored for West Virginia. So if West Virginia wins by one, I'm still going to win because I bet the line. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. That's the episode. But real, really quickly, really quickly, we'll be starting to do interviews soon. So does anyone want to talk about that? Anyone want to talk about that real quick? Oh, yeah. Just let all of you know, we're, uh, we're going to start start up that process soon. Like Kenny said, we're going to be reaching out, seeing who we can get, and um, throwing a couple guys on the podcast with the player coach. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get that figured out. But something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. So, all right. Go so West Virginia. Virginia. I need Texas to win so bad. <laughs> Good boys. We'll end on that. All right, see you.